what do you get when you mix two opinionated, honest to a fault, abrasive, yet considerate, say what you want to say, funny women? Will you get this podcast? We're bossy and we're best friends. So welcome to the Bossy Besties podcast. You have some of your lunch on your microphone? (laughs) Is that why you're so muffled? Hold on, I'm going to shut my... Not that this has any effect on it. We're still going to have to figure out the issue, but I am going to shut my door and turn my fan off before we start. All right, I'm back. Hello. Oh, hi. And you're spiking now, too, so that's great. Oh, good. I guess I wiped the shit out of the microphone. Oh, you ate shit for lunch again? That's weird. (laughs) I feel like that was a Farva moment. (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it was that and a little Shooter McGavin for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in like a really great mood today. Uh, so, you know how I wanted to like kind of open this up? I wanted to say like, as a woman, and you know, like we definitely have a lot of moms on our listening group. Don't you feel like you always have to come last? <laughs> you mean just in life? Just like all the time, like you have to consider oh, like everybody else's shit. Life. Like, do you, wait, wait, do you mean like daily life at home, or do you mean like more like theoretical, like life in general? Like all of it. Like I feel like we're always having to like wait and kind of bring up the caboose, if you will. And I feel like today it feels a little bit different. Yeah. Today, was... like, what's different today? It's like weird. I mean, this is a recording on January twentieth, twenty twenty one. The day that things changed. And then shit got different. And then shit got <laughs> weird. We have a new, we have a transition of power today in the United States. It's been a pleasure to watch. It's been uh, a heaviness lifted, I feel like, off of my chest. I feel like it's a, a bright day because I feel like I can see a brighter future. Yes, I'm, ma'am. I, 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 uh, I cried all day. Did you watch the inauguration? So I only I caught like swearing in a very uh, small portion of it at a doctor's office where I was dropping off some marketing stuff. So <laughs> it was like a very brief moment. And I watched a little clip on my phone while I was driving. But my <laughs> insurance agent's not listening. Um, so I didn't get to see too much. But I mean... It's just like a day that, I mean, everyone, like my husband, he was like, I'm all weepy, but for a good reason today. Like he had lost a friend recently this week. Um, So he had like, yeah, thank you. Um, So he had a funeral to attend and, you know, that's a rough go. And then today he said, you know, I'm weepy, but like for a happy reason. And I was like, are you taking the day off in celebration? He was like, no, but I couldn't stop watching the inauguration or whatever. So I was like, duly noted, you're going to work late tonight. That's cool. I'm down with that. I mean, I I can't even, like, I had, you know, Ayla had got up, like, right before it started. So I was, like, you know, like, trying to get her all amped about it. And she was watching it with me. And, like, I'm working, but, you know, I do, like, I'm I'm at a computer. I'm at, like, three screens. So I just had, like, my phone off to the corner on my desk, like, just, like, running, watching all of it. And I I was just, like, I, you know, I was just at my computer just sobbing, like, just typing and crying. Like, this right. is a beautiful moment. <laughs> 
Like it was just, there was so many, they, we just, I saw things today in an hour and a half that I have not seen in four years. Like I saw, you know, black people. And, oh, <laughs> did you say black people? Yeah. <laughs> I see black people every day. I live with them. <laughs> No, but Sarah, that's not, listen, that was part of my whole spiel. I was going to say, like, so first you see all these ex-presidents up there fist bumping and kikiing and having a good old, like, you know, like they're bullshitting and smiling. Like you can, I mean, obviously everybody has masks on, but you can tell, like, they've got the raised cheeks. Like they're smiling under that mask. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, these, you see all these powerful women come out. Like you, you look at at the accomplishments of Dr. Jill Biden, of Michelle Obama, of Hillary Clinton. You know these now like coming before and now welcoming Kamala Harris. Like, not that she hasn't already been you know established and successful in her life, but you know this is like this. This is the fucking peak. Like, I think they call this a resume builder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's one more step to climb that we haven't climbed yet, but we'll, we're going to get there. You know, like this was mm-hmm. the this was the shining thing. So and then, you know, they have they made the choice to have, you know, Amy Klobuchar introduce everybody. And then they had Sonia Sotomayor, who was the first Latina uh, Supreme Court justice swear mm-hmm. in Kamala. Like it was just, you know, there was a woman of color military person who spoke and signed the pledge mm-hmm. of allegiance like honey they was serving so many things today like it was amazing i i uh plan on watching it this evening so that's why i was on the fence about recording tonight or tomorrow because i wanted to take into account whether i was cool with recording without having the chance to see it and i was like you know this is going to give a perspective from two different sides yeah um because i had to work all day which a lot of people did and didn't have oh, opportunity yeah, to look at the tv so like it's been like so awesome i haven't got to this like i didn't get like you know the seeing is believing moment but yeah but you I'd, can still see it that's the nice thing like that we have that opportunity think about like 20 years ago like if you missed it you just fucking missed it like i'm sitting there with my phone in my hand and my computer and i'm sitting a across the room from someone else doing the same thing and i was like what did we do before this electronic <laughs> world like what how do we get anything we had no so, idea what was going on we get into the conversation and like you know conversely like i didn't get much of like a i got like a mini celebratory moment this morning like out of my work day yeah. my husband and i i mean we've been we've been tickled pink since they announced the results and we knew they were valid back in the first day they were announced. So we've been completely fine that way. Right. But, um, since November 3rd, we've, yeah. we've been comfortable. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've been feeling, I mean, kind of okay. This last, um, month plus 16 days, um, two months plus 16 days, um, has felt, the closest for the world to know what a Browns fan feels like all the time. <laughs> like, even when you think like, oh, we might win at the end, it's like, well, we could still kind of fuck this up. <laughs> like, I do not have it's... 100% faith. 
Yeah, like, I will wait till that final moment before I'm like, wow! I am not like, betting the farm, ever. Oh, no, nothing's right either. Like, even if anything goes well, it's just like, what an idiot! And it's like our own guy, you know? It's like, oh, <laughs> didn't do enough, should have done better, because we're going to lose now. So it just kind of felt like that, even though, like, we knew it was to be true. But I feel like everybody still carried a heavy weight until today that was yeah. thinking that way. So yeah. on the other side of everything... I um, went to work and I did a little dance with our accountant. <laughs> I did a little dance and I was like, he left. He's gone. He's headed back to Florida. And uh, <laughs> we had our moment and then like the two girls that I know um, where they're at. Because I try not to mix a lot of the work stuff just it's for very- the safety of everyone's sanity. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, that's what I it's hard to not especially when you, it's something that you follow closely and, and mm-hmm. you know, you're very, you know, strong in your beliefs. It's very hard to be in a corporate setting and not discuss like the very thing that's going on in the world. Like, so I feel like that's where you find it. your kin. And that's why you know a couple safe people, you know? Absolutely. Like, it's like everybody throws out, like, a little fishing line here and there. Like, see who's going to bite on it. (laughs) You heard what I said? Did you feel what I said? Yeah, it's Um, not too strong of an opinion. It's nothing that's too wild. But you know the right people. You'll get the right eyes. (laughs) Right. So, um, I was taken um, by surprise this afternoon because a girl that I've never discussed any of this with she and I got into a chat today and she did not strike me as somebody who would be all about the former president. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I got to tell you, she said, you know, liberals are seen as like crybaby, like all in their feelings. And, uh, Republicans are like, you know, you need to earn, Uh, what you have not everything should be a handout and they're firm and i want to be firm because i i cry a lot (laughs) i was like what (laughs) so like you are you're an emotionally charged person and you want to change that which you can absolutely do but then you want to follow what you think is the good example and that's what is like somewhat frightening to me still today like that that's this is what people are looking at is what they want to be like or find to be compelling yeah it's to change themselves it's really it's really sad to think that people it, admire that behavior and long to be able to get away with it and that's why they they enjoy it so much is because that's how they wish that they could act right so um, and not lose their jobs or you know friends or status i yeah i just want to go out there and smoke cigarettes and do hood rat shit with my friends like <laughs> It's just like saying that in a different way. Like, it doesn't doesn't translate well from a nine year old, even all the way up to a fifty year old. It just doesn't translate well. Um, now, if you get past fifty, it's like either hilarious or kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there age was... heals all wounds. <laughs> yeah, right. There was so so. There was something actually. Speaking of of that, I mean, unless there was more you wanted to go on which we can finish and then i'll circle back no i like honestly it was just your experience was so able to be like in it and mine was so like outside of it and 
at the end of the day, we both have children that are going to see this, our, our daughters, and they're going to, this is just going to be like, oh yeah, that's the way it is. Because your kids are of, of an area of life where like, they'll kind of remember it, but they'll just like, so it just seems like forever since I was only 11 years old when that happened. Or but whatever, I feel you know? like this is, this may be like, where were you when Kennedy got shot? Like, where were we when the planes hit the twin towers you know like i feel like to my daughter she's gonna remember very much at least my older one she's gonna remember very much the day that a black woman was sworn in as the first you know south asian the first african the first female vice president of the united states like i feel like that's definitely going to be one of those monumental things in her life I agree that she's at a place where it will be one of those things, but I just, I don't give kids enough credit, I guess, maybe, because well, you know I always this... think they need to be a little older, more mature for them to really, like, let it sink in. And well, Just because this... the people who are younger than us, they don't know their 9-11 whereabouts, except for, like, oh, I was in fifth grade or whatever, and this was my teacher, but well, okay, they don't, but... like, remember that stuff. But here, okay, so here's the thing, though. Here's, this is perfect. This is, like, the most perfect natural setup for the other thing I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about Amanda Gorman. She is a poet that spoke at the inauguration today. And I did a little research on her because I didn't know who she was. I didn't know anything about her. So I'm like, who is this, like, just magnificent person up on this stage? So, I, you know, I, her, her poem was incredible. I went and I wanted to read. I love poetry. I've always liked poetry. I went and I wanted to read the transcript. You know, I think. Make sure you turn your, mic, you turn off your mic off this time. I already did. Okay. Um, so. <clears throat> oh, so I love poetry. I, I looked up the, um, the manuscript of this poem because there's something you know you take things everybody takes different things away from poetry so she spoke it how she wrote it and then to physically read it myself and you know put something else into it you know put my own thing into it, it it's an incredible poem i absolutely encourage everybody to look it up it's called the hill we will climb and amanda gorman is 22 years old she was born okay. in 1998, okay? That's gross. Just the not being more born in the 90s thing. Right? And being that old. So this woman is from L.A. Her mother, she was raised by a single mother who was an educator. And she grew up with a speech impediment and an auditory processing disorder. So loud noises bothered her. Okay. And so she is like a self-proclaimed weird child and she enjoyed writing and her mother encouraged that. So she ends up she ends up winning the National Youth Poet Laureate in LA in 2014. So oh, she wow. was 16 years old and she's National Youth Poet in LA. Then she goes on to Harvard. She wins the first National Youth Poet Laureate at Harvard in 2017. <laughs> in 2000 15 when she was 17 years old 
she published her first book of poems, The One for Whom Food is Not Enough. And how it wraps around so perfectly is that she attributes everything that she is, like she's an activist, her sister's an activist, she's, you know, this renowned poet, and she attributes it all to being inspired by Malala when she spoke with the UN in 2013. So she was 14 years old. And this inspired her to live. She's 22 and she's speaking at the inauguration of the president. That's amazing. Incredible. Like absolutely incredible. And she said, she said when she was in college that she wanted to run for president in the year 2036. (laughs) (laughs) And there's one thing. Let me just, I just wanted to recite the last line of this poem or the last stands of it because I, I just loved it and it says when the day comes we step out of the shade aflame and unafraid the new dawn blooms as we free it for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it and I just I was floored by that I loved it I thought it was amazing very cool. So I'm definitely taking that as I don't that think as that your daughters done. are ever too young to be inspired to be real leaders. Boom. <laughs> I was wrong. But another thing, let's talk about girl shit. We're a bunch of girls. Let's talk about girl shit. Let's talk about the fashion honey today. Have you seen pictures of what you saw? Did you see these women stepping out today? Yes. And why is Michelle always the best, though? Oh, she is to die for. Everything I mean, because she she's the top notch, classy, the top notch, like cutting like edges with being as fancy and classy as she comes across. So yeah. I feel like when people go over the top, it's just like, mm, Michelle still looks better. You know, like. <laughs> she's so elegant. She's fashionable. She's classy. She's fierce. Like She carries she, herself like a, she's on a cloud. Oh, my God. And you know what? Like, she. A cloud is, with snap. She's down to earth. Like, she's got this amazing, just like very cool attitude like very approachable like i feel like if i saw michelle obama like at a starbucks like i would i she does not seem like somebody i would like oh my god i can't talk to her like she seems so cool i could be like it's so nice to meet you and she would probably be super fucking nice you know obviously like, there's 37 secret service around us but in a michelle obama I, in is a it? dream world <laughs> yeah <laughs> but so but everybody if you notice so kamala hillary and michelle all wore shades of purple. Mm-hmm. And so I I noticed it and I didn't really think, I was just, I didn't really think too much about it. And then I found out that Kamala wore purple through most of her campaign um, in honor of Shirley Chisholm. Do you know who that is? Because I didn't know much about her. I've heard no. the name, but I didn't really know who it was. So Shirley Chisholm was Shirley Chisholm. Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> she was the first black woman ever elected to Congress to represent the 12th district in New York. And that was in 1968. Or, okay. Yeah. And she um, served until 83. She served seven terms in Congress. Right? Mm. And then, if that wasn't cool enough... In 1972, she was the first 
black candidate to ever be confirmed as a major party candidate for presidents for the presidency okay yeah so she, i mean she wasn't the democratic candidate but she was like you know in today's age she was one of the podiums on the 20 of them on stage you know right right <laughs> but never before had a black person be confirmed to run for that position very cool so this it was like historic and then it also the other theory is hmm. what two colors make purple red and blue so it's literally the unity of the two things it's red peace. and blue Right. It's harmony. It's to represent the coming together of the country. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you say. Okay. Coming in with coming in with the info today, Miss Melinda. I did. Look, I took notes. I, I was ready today. Oh, girl, I saw you chicken chicken pecking down. I'm reading. I'm looking. I'm reading. I'm looking. Um, <laughs> we're engaged. Uh... <laughs> I think we have fun topics today too, right? We we have some from Lydia and yeah, had something the other day too that we were going to talk about. Yeah, so I didn't screenshot that from our chat. I thought I did, but you know, <laughs> I thought you were screenshotting it actually. But I'm going to find it real quick. Um, I know that I think we were going to say that you marry people so you can take pot shots at them for the rest of your life. Wasn't that one of them? <laughs> No, that's just the reality that you're living right now. Like, it's nothing to do with what you try to attach it to, you psychopath. <laughs> oh, I have. I did screenshot it. You did? Why? Well, yeah, I have Lydia's ideas all screenshotted. And right below mine, didn't I say we're doing this? Or right below that? I mean, I'm sure, but I only screenshotted so much of it. <laughs> oh, well, just tell me what it said. Tell me something it says because I can search in the conversation. Oh, Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> just Chris Evans. Does it really say Chris Evans? Yeah, no lie. That's what Lydia, that was one of Lydia's topics. We should talk about Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. Why isn't somebody sending Chris Evans nudes? Chris Evans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just literally read that because I typed in Chris Evans. But what did she type in? Just Chris Evans. Wow. I thought you were just saying that. Mm-mm. That's terrible. She's been on a real Chris Evans kick lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go about the Chris Evans. Let's hop on that. Let's I, hop on pop. I know. I have no interest. In, I mean, he's all right. Like, she's all. She gets like hot under the collar about him, though. She's like, that's America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> But I did. Did you see his dick? Did you see the? Uh, no. The leak. No. <laughs> no, you didn't look it up. No, I, I didn't. I I'm not going to lie. Shared it in the group chat. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh my god, I think it's fucking. It's probably so embarrassing for these poor people. Like, oh man, like, but he took it so well. Like, he took it in stride. Like. He was just like, yeah, well, I guess now that I've got your attention, let's talk about the election. Because this was, you know, months back. Right. It was like, vote. Everybody go vote or something like that. Like, he just was like, yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? You know? (laughs) (laughs) 
Here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't look it I up. Think th- I think, like, the less he made a big deal about it, too, everybody just kind of moved on. Like, it lasted, like, a half a news cycle. Like, eh, okay. Yeah. He got his, his thick dick out here. <laughs> so you obviously checked it out. <laughs> Jen you got sent this- it to I'm telling you, I think Jen sent it to us. I think the issue is just that I am working too much, so I can't pay no, attention to my phone like because bef- I'm, like, in front of people. No, this was, like, when we were both not employed. Oh, damn. Okay. Maybe. I was looking at a lot of dicks then. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I had all day for dicks. I was just building up my my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a personal library on you porn. <laughs> no porn hub. <laughs> I just I just like to put everything in my Dropbox. <laughs> I'll drop your dick right into my drop box. <laughs> oh my god. Our podcast is so crude sometimes. <laughs> we like have no filter. Oh um god. I've heard that from more than one person and I think it's hilarious. Um that's why we ask. didn't change it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I didn't ask just, you. That's why we just kept having this conversation like nobody else is having it, but <laughs> turns out Y'all listening too because we published it for you to do that. Um, um, all right, here's another one: food that you never have tried, but just the thought of it grosses you out. Like you just know you won't like it. Porridge. <laughs> what are you, Miss Muffet? <laughs> you a three little fucking bear? No, porridge. Porridge. Like, I don't think I'd ever want to put that in my mouth. That sounds what, disgusting. What the fuck? Is, what is porridge? Isn't it, like, is it similar to oatmeal? Is it Peas just old... porridge hot. Is Peas just porridge old... cold. <laughs> Peas porridge in a pot. Nine days old. <laughs> That's all I know about porridge. <laughs> Did you just go motherfucking goose on me? Some like it hot, some like it cold, some like it in a pot nine days old. (laughs) So now you know what I know about porridge. And does that sound like something you want to (laughs) have? No, so for real, to my understanding, porridge is like what poor people would eat and it'd be like scraps. So they would add whatever to the pot. So like it was like kind of whatever they could get. No, wrong. No, wrong. I'm not making this up. This is true. I'm, look- I'm looking at the definition. You're wrong. <laughs> That's like fucking stew. <laughs> I can't breathe. (laughs) You shouldn't let me say it. My brain was shutting it down. No, wrong. It's like, just shut up, dude. Let me tell all these people listening some bullshit. And then you can take it away, but at least let me get it out in the world. Diversity is an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Tell us about the porridge. <laughs> that's, it's not even your, it's not even your thing, but you're just 
Taking it. <laughs> go ahead. I stole it from you. I stole your moment. So go ahead. <laughs> this is all I had to bring to the show today, so I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my god, my side hurts now. It's so good. <laughs> oh shit. I don't I don't even have an answer for it. Yours was too good. We have to just we have to move on. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, movie remakes that should not have been remade. Mm. You go ahead on that one. Mm. The Craft? Did you see it? No. They shouldn't have redone it. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. She's <laughs> just a boy. Have you seen it? No. See, I thought we had a, like, you know, name one that we had seen. So I was like, well. Like, um, I can't even think of anything that's, like, a remake that I'm like, oh, that shouldn't have, that was not good. Because, like, Disturbia was based off the rear window. Rear window, yeah. Good. Um, but I don't remember the movie, but, like, I feel like maybe they couldn't, maybe we could have went without that one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer here. Like... <laughs> <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think. I was gonna say Sabrina, but uh, from what I hear, the new one's way better than like the. It's just different than the cheeky cartoon that we were used to. Oh, uh, okay. Not cartoon, but like the series. The Teenage Witch. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's so you know, and it's crazy because that's one of those things that you're always like, oh, they should have left the original, they should have left it alone. But oh, you know what is one that which I'm sure you haven't seen it is um, Last House on the Left. Okay. It the original is like from like the 70s, and then they remade it maybe in the early 2000s. The, the I watched the early 2000s ones first and then I went back and watched the old one and the old one like it was like disturbing it was like like they kind of like churched it up for the 2000s you know what I mean like turned it into like a Freddy vs. Jason kind of situation you know what I mean like okay um I feel like there's too much like cartoonish stuff being spun to the the entertainment of today versus when we were kids like when we were kids it was just like yeah you might feel like everyone's gonna murder you for a couple weeks because this is so crazy realistic (laughs) and our parents were like yeah you're being quiet watch that now it's just like no we have to shield all of everyone from everything you know what was a good thing they brought back tell me about it animaniacs um, they didn't remake it though. They just brought it back. Yeah. Well, I didn't say they. Re- I said it was a good thing they brought back. I was just confirming, ho. <laughs> Damn, you're coming at me quick. I thought you were having a good day. <laughs> That's cool though. That's how you act. That's what you about know. Bewitched? That was a terrible remake. Oh, that was so awful. That was pretty pretty bad. And I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. Phil yeah. Ferrell. Phil Ferrell. <laughs> Not to be confused with Will Ferrell. It's his <laughs> drunk cousin. 
I don't know. I haven't. I don't have any more good ones. Charlie's Angels. They beat that motherfucker to death. Oh my god! How many can you have? Seriously. Oh, they're bringing Sex and the City back to HBO. Did you hear this? Yes. Yeah, so is it the actual show? I don't know. I just saw like a Facebook like plug, and it was just like, like the quintessential like Carrie like typing on her computer. Like you never see anybody. You just see like quick like bursts of the city, and then like I forget what it typed like, and a funny thing happened or something like that like types up on the screen and then it was like sex in the city hbo max like i didn't, didn't even see a date like i don't know anything okay Kristen, whatever her bucket is what's that um i'm gonna have to look this up yeah further. i'm typing now um <laughs> <laughs> what's her it name? was such a good show and the movies were not bad at all. The first one was way better than the second one. The second one was yeah, pretty terrible. They needed money. Yeah, I, I guess. They entertained me so perfectly for so long. I know, right? It's just like, yeah, I'll see that. <laughs> I if mean, it's I'm like not going to not watch it. Right, and then if it's like on TV, I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't. I know it enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll watch it again. <clears throat> Um, it's a revive a revival um yeah new 10 episode chapter from michael patrick king will feature sarah kajessa parker kristen davis and cynthia nixon all reprising their roles okay so i don't know i think they might be bringing in some new people in these actresses that were already existing or like in it too hmm it's know. crazy if you ever watch like if you like just sit and like watch <clears throat> old episodes like they used to i think e or bravo one of those shows just kind of run them all the time mm-hmm. and it's funny to just walk it like walk in on like this old random episode and you'd be like that's a huge fucking star right now like the men that went through the show as all of their like hookups and stuff it, it, you know it, it's crazy like they were so young when they did these like one episode cami or like roles on that show right and now it's like whoa who are you yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you watch i have um, to i have to get something out yeah before we switch from the remakes because yeah. i have one. Oh, what is it the shining did they redo the shining they're Yes, it was on when we were younger, like we were in like seventh or eighth grade. Oh, they and turned it into a series. It was a TV miniseries because it like needed to be so long. Oh. It was like three or four episodes long or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, the character Jack. Yeah. The main character. Yeah. He was played by the brother from uh, Wings. Oh yeah, Brian Brian Hackett was Jack Torrance. Also, the actor's name is Stephen Weber. Stephen <laughs> but he Weber. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but was he was in that remake. One. Okay. And it was not good. Well, they they turned the Stand into a new series too. Did you? I don't know that? the Stand. That's a. I'm pretty sure that's a uh, novel by Stephen King too, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're probably right. And I'm pretty sure it was a movie. Like in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. I feel like you can't make movies like the 80s and 90s, like scary movies, like 
the 70s through the 90s. You just can't do it again. Well, and I want to watch things, it on a VHS. Because things were scary. Different things were scary then than are scary now. There's not much that's fucking scary anymore. Reality is fucking scary now. Like, there was... You could allude to things in the dark mysteries of the world in the 70s, 80s, early 90s. Now, Jesus, reality is scary enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, <laughs> well, and hopefully how not going forward so much. Gotten, well, I just mean, like, we're very jaded. Like, horror movies are, in that genre in, it, in itself, is very much... You know, there's not there's not much left to be desired. You know, like there's not left much left to the imagination. We've seen like brutal <clears throat> guttings and beheadings and oh yeah, no rape I... and you know all these really dark things in horror movies that were only alluded to in the past. Once they're just played out over and over and over again on screen, it's like it doesn't even phase you anymore. See, and how messed up is this? So you're talking about like other movies and stuff that you've seen, right? Mm-hmm. having all these things of them repeatedly. And I'm like, oh, hell no, I don't watch that stuff. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, you know, those terrible videos, like, you know, the terroristic videos and stuff, like the beheadings and all that. Yeah. That's where I went with that. Because I am I will not I will not click. Like, I'm not answering the phone for the ring. I'm not doing any of it. Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> I I, I need more than seven days, okay? Like, so I, I could never, I would never be a victim in a horror movie. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to be a victim. Like, I refuse. So I'm also not going to create that in my regular time. So I'm not going to become a victim to not being able to unsee something. So if I, if I know what I'm going to be clicking into, I'm not clicking it. And so, like, I have not watched any of that stuff, but that's immediately where my head went because you're like, you know, in this day and age, you're seeing all this. And I was like, you literally can see all of that in real life, in real time. So it's not, like, scary in a movie. It's, like, really scary in real life that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. True. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Like, I'm pretty sure my husband watched those beheading uh, videos and stuff. When we were, like, in middle school, like, or I guess it would be high school, um at that time because it was right around like the time of 9-11 when they were the yeah. internet was was just an up-and-coming thing when you still had everybody still had dial-up right um yeah, yeah. <laughs> um to be clear it wasn't it wasn't met with a <laughs> a nice face when i said i think my husband watched those videos <laughs> He looks, he looks at me. He's in the other room. Like, what the hell? Like, he's like, no, but, you've got me on a list. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not one of the people that clicks. He is a clicker. He needs to see. I, or... I remember he actually then. Yeah. But the internet he... was too slow. It wouldn't load the video. I'm so thankful. <laughs> right? right. Right. But like, you know, like you don't want to see it, but you also have a need to like, kind of know. Cause it's like right there. Yeah. Like, so, like, there's, it's like the people that can't eat just, like, two Girl Scout cookies and feel like, oh, I had a, I had a nice snack. They have to eat half of a box. Right. Less than a sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) And a sleeve is half of a box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, even really, if you think about it then, the internet quality was so shit back then, it probably looked like a Minecraft video anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. <laughs> so what? What's up next? What do we got next? 
Um, what were you about to say? She said something about uh, people on TikTok chugging Benadryl, so now you have to get carded to buy it. Have you heard anything about this? I saw a sign in the um, pharmacy drive-thru about oh, like, did you? having your ID ready if you wanted to buy cold or allergy medicine or some shit. I think that's... <clears throat> well, it used to be... what you I was like, wow, we're that. having a shortage on allergy medicine, too? <laughs> This pandemic is wild. Like, so the moral of this episode is I'm just going conspiracy on everything we talk about today. <laughs> Kimmy's so funny because she's like a Benadryl parent. Like, sh- like if the kids drive her up a wall, she's like, I think, I think they're they might have had an allergic reaction to something today. I think they need Benadryl. I was like, bitch, you just want them to sleep better. (laughs) (laughs) Just drug them. Be honest. (laughs) I mean, we give my kid uh, melatonin gummies. Oh, we do too. But no, but you don't all the time. You've like psychologically tricked her, haven't you? Which is, I'm not not against in any way, shape, or form. I mean, kudos to you for thinking of it. So that was the plan. Now it does work though on her because, like, we do it sometimes, but like the gummy bears get eaten by everybody, so they don't last. So then we're like out of them. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, it's just like some nights it's like, no, like we're getting a tub and we're gonna have one story bots and then we're bedtime. Like, we're not. We're not jumping up and down. So just like, okay. So now she asks for a gummy. It's like part of her routine. Gummy. <laughs> <laughs> and I tear it into like fourths and then hand them to her like so that it's not so that she feels like she gets four. Just like one instant snack, right? It's so that she, they absorb faster so she falls asleep. <laughs> it's like crushing up the pill and snorting it. <laughs> I was going to say mixing into the applesauce because we're talking about a freaking kid, but all right. <laughs> you know, you know what I meant. We all have kids of different ages at this time, I guess. I just meant it's the, it's the adult equivalent of. <laughs> Hilarious. I get my kids melatonin. I have for years, <clears throat> so I think... Uh, they definitely need it, especially my ADHD son, because he doesn't sleep otherwise. Well, so yeah, no, it definitely it's good. Um, but no, it used to be you couldn't buy Sudafed, like because that's what you used to make like meth, right? Yeah, you still have to be able to show an ID for that. So, that, but it's like every now, shit just keeps getting putting it on the list, you know, Tide Pods, cinnamon. Benadryl. Was the cinnamon just because of the cinnamon challenge? That's what all of this is. That's what the Benadryl thing is. Like somebody died or something because they were chugging Benadryl on TikTok. Did someone die from the cinnamon challenge? Um, I don't. They were like choking to death or something. Like something bad no. was happening to them. They had everybody was getting drinks really fast or something. Everybody needed a drink. I can't believe that somebody would die from the cinnamon challenge now i'm googling cinnamon challenge death <laughs> oh there's a death count 
What? How many people? What's the count? Bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many people do you wish? <coughs> Holy crap. This is not right. <laughs> Okay, so it just says like you know I typed in cinnamon challenge death count and then it came up death count so I clicked that and then it says people also ask did someone die from the cinnamon challenge so of course I'm like expand and it says a coroner who says cinnamon asphyxiation is surprisingly common adds some of the powder made its way into Matthew's lungs though it was no cinnamon challenge Brianna says her son's death should be a caution to those attempting to swallow a dry spoonful of cinnamon powder. So, so he died of cinnamon asphyxiation, but yeah. it wasn't part of the challenge. So it's possible you could do it. Right. So the why, the reason it's impossible to eat a spoonful of cinnamon is why most people can't swallow that much cinnamon has to do with the spice blocking glands that create saliva. He explains that when you eat food, you need to swallow. Your saliva helps lubricate. That's the real lube for your food. The f- <laughs> Down your esophagus and into your digestive system. <laughs> so all they need is sour cream with their cinnamon and they'll or be Greek solid. Yogurt. Right. <laughs> Throat lube. And it all circles back. Yep. <laughs> episodes and episodes ago if you don't know go back so you can find out oh my, that was the drug episode when we were in Erie yeah yeah it was um yeah people do stupid shit I, these stupid challenges and I like the challenges like right now is the bus it challenge and the walk challenge but those are just serving looks really I don't know about ingesting stupid shit that you could die from Right. That's more the of a, it's like challenge? the new jackass. The walk, yeah, you've never seen it's like this new it's like it's like the slow mo walk for a couple seconds and it's to the same song and then I don't know, you just have to see it. It's, it's a social media thing right now. It's like TikTok. No, I'm not on TikTok. It's either on it's I've seen it on like Instagram. Okay, kinda like dog face with the ocean spray skateboarding guy. <laughs> what? You don't know about this guy. He is a skateboarding older gentleman and he's drinking like ocean spray out of a bottle and he's like mouthing a, this. Oh, this Stevie Nicks with the pumpkin head, dude. Like Fleetwood Mac. Dog face. Yeah. He didn't have a dog face on, though. He had like that's a pumpkin name. head on. Oh, that's his name? His no, face? no. You only saw the pumpkin head guy. All these people started doing it. They started doing it. Oh, so he started a trend and then everybody got on it. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with this shit. But this dude, he um got viral and then people like donated him all this money. He was like homeless. Now he's like got a car and a house. Well, that's good. Yeah. At least some good stuff's coming out of the internet. <clears throat> you know what is a real My show? marriage came from the internet, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yours wouldn't have been possible without the internet. We'll put that one up on up on the chart. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> I was watching Mr. Mayor the other day with Ted Danson. 
Okay, I just said to my husband, I saw the uh, preview for that, so I want to hear what it's like. But I said, is this guy ever, like, this guy's never going to retire. No. Like, he's just always been doing it. Fucking Sam Malone is the shit. He's mm-hmm. the best. Woody Harrelson, remember? He it was on there. Everybody yes. was on there. Fraser Crane. It was Norman Cliff. And then <laughs> Danny DeVito's wife, Rio, what was her name on the show? Oh, um... Uh... Carla. Carla. I was like, Chrissy Alley, Goldie Hawn, which I can't remember what their names were, their character names. Um, Diane. Diane, yes. That was. And. Not Goldie Hawn, Shelly McLean. Right? It's not McLean. It's Shelly. I don't know. Shelly Long. Shelly Long. Who the fuck is Shelly McLean then? Shelly McLean, isn't that um from Steel Magnolias, the old lady? No. Maybe I'm mixing two names up. Oh, I'm thinking Shirley McLean. Yeah. Because that's Shirley- as close. That's as close as Shelly McLean goes. Yeah, that's who's Shirley McLean? What? She's the one from Steel Magnolias. Oh, okay. Isn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. She is the sister to Warren Beatty. Oh, yes. Fucking Muggs. Yeah, Muggsy Bugs. No. <laughs> Muggsy Bugs. A fucking. The shortest jerk. NBA player. Fucking Bugsy. He played Bugsy Siegel. Uh, Bugsy Bugs. Jesus. I'm going you're to bed. so scary as a person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Mr. Mayor, it's like a, um, it's like a network comedy. You know what I mean? It's not real spicy. It's very. Like the good place. Yeah. It's very eight o'clock network TV slot. Um, but I was laughing because the one guy. He had, they went to like an event and they were like, why do you have a suit on with flip flops? And he was like, I have podiatric claustrophobia. (laughs) What? (laughs) Podiatric claustrophobia. (laughs) That's why he has to wear sandals all the time. And I, and my old ass, it's funny because I think it's hilarious, but like in the moment, the first thing in my, out of my mouth is they'll come up with a name for anything. Like it was like just this real issue. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's because they will. Oh, I think, um, I want. I just wanted to say that you've been solving crimes or people in your community have been solving crimes. I saw someone from your uh, old neighborhood who's getting a call from the FBI. Oh, my God. Yeah, he posted fucking pictures of himself at the Capitol uh, whenever the insurgency happened. 
yeah, we're not going to put anybody's names out there because, I mean, they're on the website. You can look it up. Listen to all of our episodes to find out where Melinda is from. <laughs> See? Easter eggs. We're now just messing with y'all. Um, but I passed one of those billboards today and it was like, have any information, call 1-800-FBI, whatever the heck. And I was like, wow, they're like not joking. I don't think he'll get arrested. I, I think they're mostly arresting the ones that were in the building. But, like, did you hear, like, everybody's defense is, I got, I just got caught up in the moment. Or I, I got pushed in there. I couldn't, I mean, yeah, we got in there, but the window was already broken. And I didn't do it. And the cops didn't stop us. So I thought it was legal. <laughs> and the no. other... Yeah, yeah, swear to God. And then the other big defense, like the one, did you hear the one dude with like the monster outfit on? Like he wore the big hide. He was like, like podium guy. Yeah, he was like, uh, his mom or grandmother spoke out to the press, like, he's not eating, he's starving in there. And they were like, why? And she was like, because they won't provide him with an organic diet. It's like, well, it's prison, yes. motherfucker. Yes, I did hear that. You didn't that give a fuck hilarious. about the way people have been, been treated in prison, prisons for ever until now that you can't get your Whole Foods or Trader Joe's fucking pickup grocery delivery like at fucking Walpole. Like, get out of here with that. <laughs> mm, a little too big for our britches, some of us. Yeah. But I just I thought it was just funny enough that I saw that billboard today and that you have heard of a yokel with the whereabouts yeah. to be known. Yeah. So, uh, report your local racist. One <laughs> eight hundred uh, FBI. I don't. I don't really know what the number is. That's not enough numbers. <laughs> That's why the internet's good. Check out the internet. It's real good. <laughs> Lots to read. <laughs> All right. So we are giddy with laughter after a really show stopping kind of day um (laughs) and we'll see you all next week with some more great ideas from lydia tide pods cinnamon (laughs) that's what all of this is that's what the benadryl thing is like somebody died or something because they were chugging benadryl on tiktok